You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Roxanne Solonen with my co-host, Father Kyle Metzger, and we are celebrating Catholic education this week with Catholic Schools Week. So we have on the line Mike Hagstrom, who is the Diocesan Director of Catholic Schools. Welcome, Mike, to our show this morning. Good morning, Roxanne, and good morning, Father, and thank you for the opportunity to speak about one of my passions, which is Catholic education, and thanks, too, to Real Presence Radio for all the good work there. I just really enjoy as a listener, so thank you for the opportunity. You bet. Well, a lot of the questions this morning that I've prompted have been kind of going back into a person's history. I'm curious, when did your journey into Catholic education begin? Was it early on or later in life? Well, I I had the opportunity in later grade school, my fifth and sixth grade year, we moved to a, a town that had a Catholic school. Prior to that, I was in a place where we couldn't go to Catholic school, but um, was able to go to Catholic school two years. And I, I look looking back, those years were transformative and transformational. I really just a highlight of um, being in a Catholic school and what a different experience for me um, as compared to the public school. And I want to reject, you know, nothing that is good and true and, um, you know, worthy and, and merit, meritorious in public education, but it was just different. And um, I think back in those years, I treasure them. I really do, as a fifth and sixth grader, the way we were able to integrate faith and celebrate the faith. And and we had high standards all the way around of just a very good ed- education in my Catholic school. Then went to a public middle school and high school um, for... For college, I, I did go to St. John's University in Collegeville, so the Benedictines were a great influence there, and did my master's degree there as well, and then worked in uh, Father Metzger's mother's hometown of Detroit Lakes at, at Holy Rosary Parish in youth work, but I closely worked with the Catholic school there as well for four years, and now 36 years I've been with Catholic schools in Fargo. So the bulk of my life I've been in Catholic schools. Um, it, it's what I, I know and live and breathe, and um I'm just so blessed and fortunate to be a leader now and help other children, other families experience the benefits and blessings of Catholic schools. I love that you started with your childhood, and even though it wasn't K through 12, there was something special about Catholic schools. What are some specific memories that you have of what stood out specifically? I I had Franciscan sisters from Little Falls, Minnesota, and um, I didn't just think of you know, the, the classroom education, I just, I'm, I'm still amazed by some of the, the things we, we learned in fifth and sixth grade. And then I, the sisters, too, were just such vibrant witnesses to the faith. This was appealing. They were joyful. Um, they they loved the Lord. They loved the church. They loved their students. And um, just made a great impact, uh, a great mark on me. I, I think of the, the all-school masses we had. I just, I, sometimes I'll just burst into some of those songs. And it was the late 60s, early 70s, but I, I just, they, they still come back to me, that celebration of, of the faith. So those are things I particularly remember. The the community of parents and, and friends, you know, classmates in school. Um, and it was, you know, the, the fun times on, on the playground and recess and, and uh, performances and I, I started reciting poetry. Who would have thought, you know, uh, reciting poetry as a fifth grade boy? But I, I actually did very well, and I, I still, you know, love poetry to this day because I was introduced to it in my Catholic school. One thing, if I could reiterate, uh, uh, Mike, you mentioned um, in my 
own history. You know, this is Catholic Schools Week. And um, oftentimes during this week, at one time, many schools will come together to celebrate a Mass, oftentimes with the bishop. And and we always did every year during this week, and we would always gather in the Shanley Gymnasium every year, um, packed with all of the schools in Fargo and Moorhead. Gosh, how many, how, you know, over a thousand students. I don't know how that was. But one, I always looked forward to that Mass, like all of us coming together and it's kind of a, a trivial thing, but it still resonates with me. I remember Bishop Sullivan at the very beginning of Mass, starting with the sign of the cross in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and looking across to the bleachers and like a thousand students in unison making the sign of the cross. It was just a simple gesture, but like the visual unity of all of that, of all the peers coming together and worshiping together, that just really, I, to this day, it, it sticks with me. Just those, even those small mo- uh, moments of the unity of prayer have an impact in our formative. They, they stick with us. Absolutely, Father. Um, you know, in speaking with alumni, and you ask them, you know, what are some of your favorite memories of the Catholic schools and Catholic schools week, etc.? Many of them say exactly what you say, that we were all gathered together, visibly unified, united um, around the altar, and often with the bishop or one of our pastors, and um, it, it just is such a powerful sign and instrument of communion, eh? Yeah, and I and I think in in this world right now, sometimes we feel alone. We feel uh, that we're we're uh, facing this secular world, and 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 um, just to have that memory of of being being surrounded with others that that are with you in that community. I think is so important, and what a what a beautiful visual to carry carry forward in in, in life. I'm just going to add a little sidelight that this year we have our all all Catholic schools mass here in with St. John Paul II Catholic schools. We will be in the San Shanley gym, but with COVID things going on, we've got our eighth graders and our seniors, and you know staff members with them, and then Bishop and the pastors will be there. So it's a little bit scaled back. We are broadcasting it on ShanleyTV.com at 9.30 tomorrow morning, so we want all of our schools and parents and, and other students, some stakeholders, to tune in as well. This is a temporary deal. Um, next year, we're looking forward to that gathering in person in our gym. One of the things, Mike, as, as myself, having attended Catholic schools K-12, actually gra- uh, college and postgraduate, I've been in Catholic schools for 27 grades, but... Um, uh, uh, one of the things that uh, um, that I remember growing up in the Catholic schools was the continuity between like all of the secular sciences and then the faith. You know, your English, your science, and religion. All of them were expected to be, be to be studied with with great rigor, and it wasn't that the faith was was isolated or separated. It was something kind of tacked on, but it was part and parcel of the whole formation of the whole person. Could you speak to that reality of, of, of forming the human person? Yes, Father. I, you know, when we moved to the town that had the Catholic school, we actually bought a farm with less than 150 acres out in the country. And um, so I grew up on a farm. And, you know, you see birds on occasion, um, sometimes with a broken wing. And you'd see it flopping around, fluttering around. It couldn't fly. And here I think of, you know, our patron, St. John Paul II, who said faith and reason are like two wings upon which the human spirit rises to contemplate the truth. And when you don't have one of those wings or they're in isolation or separation, you've got that bird fluttering around, flopping around. A Catholic school is built 
It's designed, it's invented to integrate faith and reason for both wings to function at the same time. A 17-year-old kid named John Shanley, a seminarian from St. Paul, went to Rome in 1869, right during Vatican I. And Vatican I condemned fideism, which means the faith divorced from reason. I'm just going to worry about the faith and not integrate reason. That was condemned by Vatican I. Vatican I condemned reason alone as rationalism, you know, reason divorced from faith and not purified and elevated and inspired by faith. A Catholic school is the Church's genius. It's a family of families to live out faith and reason united, integrated. We can always do better, and that's my job, is to just keep improving our schools, um, to, to give them our students that experience. But, man, this is a proven, tested, centuries-old way to hand on the faith. And you look at canon law, it's, it should be esteemed and, and chosen by parents, um, schools that can provide a Catholic education, because it does, as you say, teach that total person, you know, the whole complete formation in all aspects. It brings it all together. There's no separation. And, and that's what Vatican II condemned. And there wasn't much condemnation in Vatican II except this. Um, the greatest error of modern times is a separation of faith and life. Faith divorced from life. Well, here's a place where faith and life are brought together. Mike, I know it's been a hard year for schools. Um, I've been impressed by a lot of the things I've seen as you've navigated as a director of the Catholic schools um, in our area uh, through COVID. Uh, can you kind of share some of the the takeaways that you've, you've come that maybe are more on the positive note? Yeah, and I will. And, and I just want to say, to set the table here as director of Catholic schools, we have 2,134 kids in our school system. I'm talking a Catholic school system in 14 Catholic schools. Five are Fargo, West Fargo, the St. John Paul II Catholic school system. And then, you know, we, in Grand Forest, we have Holy Family and um, St. Michael's. In Rugby, we've got Little Flower, St. Alphonsus in Langdon, St. Anne's in Belcourt, St. Catherine Valley City, St. John's in Jamestown, uh, St. John's in Wapaton, St. Joseph's in Devil's Lake, and St. Michael's. Oh, I've mentioned St. Michael's in Grand Forks as well. So we've got 14 Catholic schools out there with 2,134 kids. And even if you take out our, our preschoolers, that makes us, I think, school district number 11 in the whole state. If you, if you think of we're a loosely organized school district, um, that's a big school district. And since March 15th, when the governor closed down schools and schools had to go distance learning, our Catholic schools really really stepped up and uh, were very flexible and tried to meet the needs of families and students and accomplish the mission last fall. And then this summer, you know, frequent meetings with all the principals, and thank goodness for Zoom, um, but frequent meetings and brainstorming and strategizing to get ready for this year. And uh, for the most part, our schools have been in person and, um, you know, full robust schedules uh, in person for our students and I'm trying to do the best we can. Now, St. Anne's in Belcourt, you know, up on the Turtle Mountain Reservation, has been online uh, distance learning, you know, this school year. But that's the case with all the schools in the reservation. So they're just doing um, the same as, as all schools are there. But um, otherwise, we're really uh, attacking this and uh, doing so many good things in our Catholic schools. I'm so proud and grateful for all of our principals and for all of our teachers, so dedicated, and the parents, too, and, and who, who support all that. And then our students for just the, the progress they're making in learning. I really don't think our Catholic schools are going to have to have a longer school year or um, you know, do supplemental things, learning. Um, I, I think you know, we, we just keep, keep 
keep working at our mission and keep educating our students, and I'm, I'm proud of that and grateful for that. We've uh, uh, done a lot of good work and, and celebrating a lot of that, that work um, here this week. It's Catholic Schools Week. Uh, it happens every year, and so those uh, 14 schools uh, in the Diocese of Fargo, you mentioned, and across the entire nation, this week are celebrating Catholic Schools Week. Can you tell us a little bit about, like, what is Catholic Schools Week? What's going on in all these schools this week? Well, it's it's a tradition nearly 50 years old. I think it started in 1973 or 74. And um, it's just from the NCEA, the National Catholic Education Association. So, you know, um, it's, it's, it's like this long tradition. Uh, typically, there's a theme, and this year it's Catholic schools, uh, faith, excellence, and service, and those are, are three real markers, things that make us unique, again, that integration of, of all those things. And um, typically, it's the last Sunday in January is when the week starts, and then usually goes into February somewhat. Now, this year, it's as late as it could possibly be, January 31st, so it goes till Saturday, February 6th. Um, Bishop Folda noted in his letter to uh, be read at the and, and shared at uh, Masses last weekend on the January 31st, well, that's a feast of St. John Bosco, and he invoked his prayers, the patron saint of youth and young people, and uh, a great example of charity and this total person formation. So he invoked St. John Bosco in praying for all our schools. But uh, again, end of January into February, this annual tradition, and it's just really a chance for schools nationwide to showcase and highlight excellence, all the things they're doing, the ways they integrate the faith, the service they have, um, all the opportunities for children in, in the arts and, and the activities, and um, again, the, the high-level excellence in education, just a chance to showcase. And it's also a natural time of year for families to be thinking about next school year and how do I want my son or daughter educated and where do I want them educated. So often there are open houses and invitations to tour and get more information. Um, we're in the midst of re-enrollment in our Catholic school system here at St. John Paul II. And, uh, you know, so it's a great opportunity, too, to be looking ahead as well. It's a chance to thank all of our, our stakeholders, our supporters, our alumni, and um, just to celebrate. One uh, one thing too, I, I certainly want us to touch on, Mike. I, I spoke to the the all schools mass that I always look forward to, but something that I think has developed maybe over the past ten or fifteen years, we've got listeners scattered across North Dakota um, and beyond. But today uh, is the big Know Your Faith competition. Um, I think is taking place in Minot. Could you give us a little highlight of what's the Know Your Faith competition that always happens during Catholic Schools Week? Yeah, let's give a little plug for Real Presence Radio, broadcasting live <laughs> um, at, at 11.30 from uh, from Minot. Uh, Ryan High School Bishop Ryan is hosting this year. You know, it started in 2010 as an idea out in the uh, Bismarck Diocese, you know, and so for the high schools, a competition in a kind of a faith trivia contest, but uh, so St. Mary's and, and Dickinson Trinity, Minot Ryan were the first competitors. And, I mean, it, it was just, it's a, it's a blast. If you imagine the most intense state tournament basketball game atmosphere and then exponentially multiply that, believe it or not, that's the intensity of uh, the, the state Know Your Faith competition. We at Shanley went to observe in 2011, and because we were invited, you should think about this, and we were just blown away. And so we said, we've got to do this at Shanley. So in 2012, we had our first uh, group, and, and we took our, our kids out to Minot, where they were very intimidated by a gym full <laughs> of, 
you know, Ryan, Ryan Lyons and others uh, from the Bismarck Diocese, but, you know, Father LaCroix, our chaplain, myself, and our, our three competitors went out there and did our best. The next year, in 2013, we went into St. Mary's, and uh, Shanley won the state championship on St. Mary's home turf, our, our beloved, uh, you know, sister school, kind of arch rival. Shanley would win the next two years, so three years in a row, and then uh, other schools have won since then. It's just, it's, it's just a, um, an amazing phenomenon, celebrating our faith. Um, and these are high-level questions. I mean, um, you know, theology and, and church history and, uh, you know, canon law and, and uh, the Bible, etc. It, it's just a phenomenal, fun competition. And now Sacred Heart School in East Grand Forks has gotten involved as well, and they actually won in 2018. Um, so we have five Catholic high schools in our region competing for this uh, state championship. Our Shanley team left early this morning in a van with our chaplain and one of the religion teachers, and I I wish them all the best. I wish all the teams all the best, because it's just a lot of fun. Uh, Usually the bishop of the diocese where it's hosted is there as well, so I anticipate Bishop Kagan will be the master of ceremonies, overseeing things and making rulings, etc. And Father, thank you for the years you've participated in our local competition at Shanley, because you know I think you've asked questions. You've been a moderator. You know how much fun it is, even for the local competition. I mean, the, the kids are dressed in their each class has their own colors, and they're they're cheering on their classmates, and it's just so intense and so much fun. What a great tradition! I, I think you're you're spot on about that. That final competition is like the state championship basketball atmosphere. And yeah. what what I think is great because this this didn't exist when I was a student. It's like as you said, developed in 2010. That we we oftentimes invest so much energy and time and dedication into athletic championships, and there's virtue in uh, in that aspect of our humanity. But to to bring that in and the, the the knowledge of the faith which is going to propel you into heaven not not the victory in this life but the next and we need to offer as much fervor and excitement and celebration for for learning about Jesus Christ is far more than we ever would for for developing you know your basketball skills but if i could offer one kind of side note about this Roxanne father slattery the chaplain drove out to minot and he asked me if i would drive out with him today because mm-hmm. it's a long drive and i looked at my calendar and i said well i have to host real presence. I would oh, really like to go to that funny. tournament, but Roxanne would kill me if I bailed well, on that, her. That's a convenient excuse, Father. <laughs> Father Slattery was a little irritated, but I said, I got to honor my commitments, but I'm, I'm rooting. I'm rooting for the teams out there. Very good. Yeah, and if anyone uh, wants to hear that competition, it is really fun to listen to, even if you can't be there in person. So stay tuned. Uh, stay at eleven thirty for that. Yeah, and and see, you'll you'll be impressed because as as Mike Hagstrom said, those questions are hard, mm-hmm. and it's amazing that that uh, these teenagers, these high schoolers, the, the 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 knowledge that they know is quite impressive. I, you know, and just picking up on your comment, Father, about. Um, you know, just the, all the, the opportunities we have, the different ways to teach and form. I, I don't discount athletics as a way that we teach and form virtue. You know, you can can do that in our in our students. But then think of things like you know the service projects and the uh, you know the the outreach in the community and um, even just just hard times. You know, tragedy sometimes. Our schools come together. Um, you know, in good times and bad, and are there for one another. We celebrate the achievements. We celebrate the faith and and um, you know the arts and and etc. But we also are there for one another in tough times. And I think of you know 
you know, our, our beloved you know, former teacher, Mr. Randall Russett, who passed away six years ago now, about this time um, in 2015. And the fact that, well, he was had, had a, a heart attack and was hospitalized for about a week, our students could gather in the auditorium. We called them down. We prayed a rosary together as a school. And then we allowed our juniors and seniors to go up to the hospital and the family was so gracious to visit him at his bedside and, and just say goodbye um, to him in, in a spirit of faith and to pray for him. I mean, this, this, it's, we have amazing opportunities here in these schools to, uh, again, integrate faith in all aspects of life. We don't have to keep it divorced or at a distance. Very well put. And unfortunately, uh, Mike, our, our time has escaped us. But I want to wish you a happy Catholic Schools Week as the Diocesan Director of Catholic Schools in the Diocese of Fargo, the president of JP2 Schools, and personally as my former freshman religion teacher at Shanley. You really have poured your life into the formation of this whole diocese, and uh, we are forever um, indebted to your 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 dedication to uh, the, the human person and, and building saints. So thank you, uh, Mike Hagstrom, for all the work that you have done in the diocese. May your reward be great in heaven. We uh, need to take a break here at Real Presence Live, but uh, myself, Father Kyle Metzger, and co-host Roxanne Sullivan will be right back after the break. Live engaging and local this is real presence live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the real presence radio network 